welcome to another episode of our Tech Bites podcast. I'm Leah Harima. I am Clara Alanis. I'm Fern Johnson. And I'm Lily Jensby. We're going to be talking this week about GoGuardian, mainly about scenes, taking GoGuardian use to the next level, really making it personalized and differentiated for your students. I think you're really going to like this episode. Um, Lily, would you like to explain how our podcasts go? Yeah, so this is the second uh, episode of a two-session podcast, and we're focusing on GoGuardian, and each podcast series will just focus on a particular topic, and then we just have short 15-20 minute um, episodes for you to just kind of take a bite and chew on it, and then learn in a great uh, incremental sense. All right. So since this is part two of Go Guardian, let's talk about what we learned last week. So last week we learned about what uh, Go Guardian is, what it isn't. Um, mainly, uh, what it is is for digital citizenship purposes and to teach digital citizenship. So remember to always keep that in mind when you think about using Go Guardian. We also talked about how educators sign in the options for setting up the different classes um, and the different ways that you can roster your students. We also talked about why what, why scheduling was so important and um, and how you can affect other teachers by you know, maybe in a schedule that uh, is across your time. And we're going to talk more about that today as well. So that's what we talked about last week. And I like that you mentioned um, digital citizenship firm because everything that we do um, in regards to our podcast and the blog posts and um, our jobs in general, we are trying to always align with our goals. Um, Plano ISD has a new strategic plan. And in that strategic plan, there are um, five pillars. The second pillar is called Life Ready. There are action plans within that. And in Action Plan 2.1.1, there is a specific listing that says we should be establishing ways and means for our students to um, become what we call a portrait of a graduate, sometimes called a graduate profile. And one of those is being um, effective communicators and collaborators and being aware and adept digital citizens. And GoGuardian is a great way to kind of get a snapshot of what their habits are online so that if we see things that um, need to be improved so that they can students can work toward the goal of being a a portrait of a graduate, we can help them with that. It's something that we, in the in a place of love, can come from and say, yeah. "We we want to help you. We want you want we want you to understand why it's important to stay on task." That kind of thing. Yeah, awesome. So we're gonna kind of start off um, our second session of Go Guardian Scene Stealer with scenes, um, and scenes are such a handy time saver. They're great a great way to set sort of presets for activities that you do in the classroom on a regular basis. So for example, if you're um, if you have quizzes periodically or you have a session with um, research or you're in a particular content area and you have frequently um, used sites, this is a great way to sort of minimize your um, prep time and maximize instruction time. Yeah, definitely. As we kind of go through this, um, I'm referencing, thanks to Fern for reminding me, the wonderful Go Guardian handout that we have yeah. on our website. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> if you go to pisd.edu slash go guardian, this will all be on our little blog cast as well. Uh, pisd.edu slash go guardian. And then there's some uh, tools on here that we have resources on here. Um, and I'm looking at that very bottom, there's a handout. So I love their handout for explaining exactly how to do everything in Go Guardian. <clears throat> um, one of which is about scenes. So that's what we're talking about now. Um, one of the things I really like about scenes is teachers have approached me, hey, how do I block just Google Hangouts? Like that's becoming a distraction in my classroom. I need to block that. I need to make it, I, I need to remove that as a distraction. How do I take it off? Well, rather than blocking it in the whole district, because it's a wonderful tool that kids can use to collaborate with each yeah, other, absolutely. we just tell them, kill it and go guardian, add it to your scene as a blocked website. And then that way, while your students in your, are in your class, they will not be able to access it. And so the way to do that would be to create a scene. And like in this case, I would call it, um, you know, Google Hangouts, kill it scene or something <laughs> like that. Or like, um, right. <laughs> Or something, and then when I go in there, I just add hangouts.google.com to the block list. So I do block mode, um, or sorry, allow mode, I guess. Allow mode, and then add Google Hangouts to the exception. So everything in the world is allowed except for Google Hangouts. And um, Fern was going through and helping a teacher with this, and she went, she and I were kind of going through how many places do I go to access Google Hangouts? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm kind of pretending like I'm a student and trying to get to go Google Hangouts. And then I just grab that URL every time I get to it and plug that in. Um, so that's one way to get around Google Hangouts um, and block it. Yeah, a lot of times your extensions aren't blocked. And so mm -hmm. you can have them remove Naps. the extension and then block the site where you Correct. go to add it. Exactly. So that's um, kind of a nice tip. Yeah, that's a good idea. People ask that. Oh, wait, my kids are using the app or the extension to get to stuff. Well, that's a good suggestion, Lily. Just kill it, have them do it together. Let's all remove it. And then now they can't add it once you add that right. website. And I love that blocked and allow feature so that you can, um, if you only want one site um, to maybe take a quiz or have them look at just this one document in Google Docs, you can have a blocked mode where you're only allowing um this one site mm -hmm. and then they can just fully focus on it and not get distracted by all the other tabs. Um, alternatively, having the allow mode, which mm -hmm. just prevents the one or two sites that are causing a problem. That's a really great way to sort of give the student freedom to make choices and yet um, have boundaries. Yes. You know Good. what I like the most? And I'm just stepping in here. Yes. But what I like most about that is you have classroom teacher in room A. Yeah. And they are comfortable with uh, their kids using YouTube and the Google Hangouts and all these under, uh, all these great, great, great tools that they can use. And then you have classroom teacher B who is like, I'm not there yet. That's not something I really feel comfortable with right now. So that's not something we're going to do in my classroom. So instead of saying a global, the entire PISD can use this one site or the entire PISD can use, um, cannot use a site, it's going to be just differentiated between each classroom. It's a great and way so to personalize. That is, to me, the, the, and that is what it is. It's in the hands of the classroom teacher, and that's mm -hmm. where it should be. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Boom. Empowers the teacher. <laughs> empowers the teacher um, and empowers the student. 
Another thing to think of is, let's say um, I've received this question. So it's math time. Let's say I need only my math stuff for my kids to access. So you can create a scene called math and add, um, I always recommend adding the class link tab. So that way the kids always have that. They know they're very familiar with it. Opening up the class link or web desk does not allow all the apps to open. So you would have that open for them and then allow whatever other website that they're going to launch from there. In this case, Dreambox, for example, or HMH if you're secondary for math. Um, And just what I would do is grab the URL that the students use Mm. and put it in there. Um, That way it's unblocked for them. So again, a math scene, do block mode and then allow only class link, you know, web desk, and then Dreambox, and then whatever other websites you want. The last thing I would do, especially for littles, is add auto open tabs. Very, very cool, because as soon as a kid opens up the Chromebook and signs in, if you have set auto open tabs, those, you know, two, three, four tabs auto open for them, and there's no clicking or typing anything for them. It's all ready to go. Their workstation's ready for them to learn. So I absolutely love that math scene. Um, One more scene is assessments. A lot of teachers have Hey, it's a quiz day um, or or a test or whatever. So you could do something like that, make a scene for assessments and then just allow, you know, that Google Forms quiz that you need them to take and block everything else. Yeah. And in that mode, um, one thing to remember is that if uh, a site requires Google sign in, then you need to allow Mm accounts.google.com so that they can sign in. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that could be tricky if you're trying to have them fill out a Google form, but they can't access the sign in. Good thought. So um, I love the auto open tabs. Um, there's another great feature for tab management is setting your maximum tabs. So mm-hmm. if a student, if you want to give your students choices on what to open, but you don't want to overwhelm them with mm-hmm. 10 different tabs, you yeah. can set just three tabs or just five tabs for the students. And that way it, it makes it a lot more manageable. Yeah. Great. And, Lily also mentioned the quick lists um, for like do add Google as one of the quick list options. Um, another one is like Kahoot. There's mm-hmm. Kahoot requires something like three sites to run or something. You don't have to know what those sites are. Just click on the uh, the quick list. Um, Pearson, yeah, there's a bunch of them in there. So just look at those before you start stressing out about what what all websites you need to add. And finally, I want to give a shout out to. Megan of Bellary. We worked together. She had some students that were trying to get by with um, some um, websites that really didn't link to their content. And so she was trying to minimize that distraction. Um, But we realized that a lot of times you can do uh, asterisks on either side of a keyword and it will block all the um, sites with that keyword. So if it had games, you could put asterisks between um, on the outside of the word games and it would block those websites. Mm-hmm. For them, so. Oh, I love that tip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now we're ready for teacher commands. Mm-hmm. Now we have, because Halloween is this week. Oh! <laughs> teacher commands. <laughs> this is probably my absolute favorite part of GoGuardian. Because it actually is helping you, helping the students with their digital citizenship and really, really learning how to use online resources. So that being said, 
none of these things I'm going to teach you today is a gotcha or haha. We're gonna, I'm gonna get you now, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's fun to laugh at that kind of thing. But really, what we're doing is we're educating the uh, the child, the student, in exactly. how to use online resources appropriately. So the first command that we're going to talk about is the open tab. Open tab is amazing because what you can do is you can select one student, a group of students, or the entire class. Click on open, you click on a checkbox beside each student's name, or you click on all. And then you have these four tabs that pop up in, when you are running your classroom. And one of them is called open tab. So when you click on open tab, you have the ability to put in a URL and then you can push it out to all of the students that you selected. So it could be, like I said, the whole class, one kid, or it could be a whole group. Because let's say that the whole class is onto some website that you see the one kid who maybe walked in late or something's going on with them or maybe they're just sad that day and they're just not able to even type or whatever's going on. There's so many things that could be happening. You can just choose that one kid, boom, they're in. So it's a way really to help your students get to the right place at the right time. It's great for littles, too. I was mm -hmm. thinking for kinders mm -hmm. who have trouble with the Absolutely. Don't all yes. the keys yet. Oh, yes. And yes. English language learners who might be struggling with mm -hmm. characters that um, are, are unfamiliar to them. It's really helpful for them, too. That's awesome. Yeah. It takes away the embarrassment sometimes. Yeah. And that helps with their social emotional learning. Absolutely. There you are. All right, so another one of the tabs right next to the open tab is closed tab. I would say this is probably close to the number one favorite of every teacher that we've ever <laughs> taught about GoGuardian. And that is the ability to close tabs for students who might be off task. So if you see that at the, this time in your class that no one is really supposed to be searching up different Fortnite dances, if that's not the thing that should be going on at the time and you can see that they are on YouTube and they're looking at Fortnite doing whatever they're doing that is off task, you can actually close that tab and a little reminder will pop up on their screen and it will say that your teacher closed your tab. So when you see that deer in the headlight look that the student has, you can just silently look at them. They look at you and then you can have that unspoken... <laughs> agreement that this is we need to get back on task and then you can have another conversation at different times so once again we're not embarrassing the student mm. we're not saying close tab and then you yell across the room yeah i closed your tab <laughs> that's not it you could still do that but no, <laughs> we're not recommending that not recommending. <laughs> but um it's just a nice conversation to have the student later all right and so that is the closed tab to be able to close the um the children's tabs okay so we also have something called taking a snapshot. If you double click on a student and you see that it has been more of an issue that they are getting off task more than um, they should be and you've had those conversations, the next step might be to take a snapshot of what is going on. So you click on the student and then you can click on snapshot. You'll see it in the box whenever you double click on a student. It opens up real big. So. And Claire's going to talk later on about how to view that and send to parents and administrators and what have you. So that's also something that you can do inside of GoGuardian. So on the four tabs that pop up whenever you click on a check mark on a student, another one is the lock screen and the unlock screen. 
So let's say that you are, let's see, see, elementary, you're fixing to go to lunch, recess, whatever, uh, specials, whatever's mm-hmm. going on, and you need to lock Fire. everybody's screen, choir, everything, and you need to lock everybody's screen. All at the same time, you can select all, then click on lock screen. Everybody's Chromebook now is locked up. And what is that little character called? I always forget. That little raccoon. Little raccoon. Um, Wally. Oh, his Wally. name. Yeah. His, name is, his Wally. name is Wally. And right now, Wally is saying boo to everybody, by the way, <laughs> which is kind of fun because <laughs> it's Halloween week. That's cute. Which I think is kind of cool. Um, so Wally the raccoon shows up and um, the students are not able to open up tabs or do anything. It is completely locked. And then the way to unlock the screen is you click on unlock screen. So that's all to say about that. That's pretty easy. Then something else that you can do is exclude and include students. Let's say that somebody is absent from your class that day or they're off at pace or or instructional support or whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. and they don't need to be involved with what's going on in your class, you can exclude that student so that if they are with another teacher, Mm -hmm. that teacher can control what's going on with them in their classroom and then you can continue to do whatever you need to do in your classroom because like I said, you can lock the screen. So let's say you lock the screen but that one student who's working with the pace teacher that's working with an instructional specialist, they don't need to be locked. So you would be actually harboring in on their time there. And the last thing I'm going to talk about, I think it's the last thing, yeah, mm-hmm. is the chatting and broadcasting announcements. You do have the ability to enable chat. When you enable chat, you are able to have individual conversations with the students. Mm-hmm. The students are not able to chat with each other. So do not think that if you hit the chat feature, it's like Google Hangouts where they can have their side <laughs> conversations. That's not what's going on. So you can actually have a chat with an individual student. And I would say um, using it during the times when you're having maybe whole group discussions and then you have a, uh, students that maybe want to use as a back channel chat, they can use it like that and they can ask you questions about what's going on in class during whole group instructions or even through individual, whatever's going on. But they can communicate with you. Great idea. You can also uh, make a class announcement to the entire class. So you can say, hey, five minutes and we're going to be wrapping up. We're going to be switching. We're going to be doing whatever it is to get them all ready, and you can broadcast that to the entire class. So that is a lot of teacher commands right mm. there. They're, awesome. <laughs> They're so handy, too. Mm-hmm. They are. And the nice thing about um, Go Guardian, which we talked about last week, was scheduling your sessions. Um, the report part of Go Guardian will only happen if a, if a session is running. You can, if you put it upon yourself, you can start the session every time the kiddos get the Chromebooks. That's that's the hard way. The easier way is just to schedule it. And if your um, your students open up a Chromebook even once, <laughs> it's going to immediately start monitoring them and add that data to the report. Um, the reports are really helpful. Uh, according to um, GoGuardian's data, it keeps 180 days of data for a student. It will include their browsing activity, Google searches, um, any Google Docs that they were opening, top websites that they visited. You just go into the report section and you pull up the specific class, the specific student, and all of that information is there. You can download it, print it, share it with parents, whatever. Um, One of the things that you can also see are all the screenshots you took within a session. So the screenshots are dated and timestamped. So 
it will say who took the screenshot, what time it was taken, what day it was taken, and what the website what looked like, what their Chromebook looked like at the time of the screenshot. So, you know, you can have a record to kind of show these things. And I bring that up to say that um, a, a specific example might be if a student is working on something and it was at the one part of the year taking them X number of minutes to complete. And then as they were working toward their goal, they were finishing faster or they were um, moving along quicker. That is just another way for you to visually see how long they're taking. If you have a student who's going off task, what kinds of websites are they looking at? Um, let's have a conversation about what it is about that site that's so enticing and, and why it's so an important piece of digital citizenship to talk about um, how we need to stay on task. And that is such an important life-ready skill um, mm -hmm. to be part of the global society Digital content is is always going to be there. Digital distractions will always be there. We really need to talk about, from a place of love, talk about why is this distracting you? Why is this so compelling to you? Here's the evidence. I see that you go to this website a lot when you should be over here. Let's, let's just talk about that um, so that it's not a gotcha. It's not a punitive tool. It really is a way for us to support students in their efforts um, to be better digital citizens. For sure. Um, and, you know, you're going to come across some... Um, some issues with students every now and then um, where it might say that a student is offline or that you can't monitor them, it's prohibited, or that a student is, is currently blocked on everything's closed up on their, they come into your class, they open up their Chromebook and everything's blocked. A lot of times um, if a student is coming to you with a blocked Chromebook, that might be that a teacher in another class it did not schedule it and they set up a scene and that student is blocked from everything. Fern mentioned that a little bit ago. That can happen. Yeah. Um, we are not allowed to monitor students on the weekends. It's from, I believe, is the time frame 8 a.m.? 7? 7, 7, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. So if you're trying to monitor any outside of that window, won't work. We can't monitor anything other than Chromebooks, can't monitor their phones, can't monitor iPads, can't mm -hmm. monitor desktops. It's only for Chromebooks. So if you come into those situations, you're going to see that. If a student logs into Chrome at home, if a student logs into Chrome on their phone, you cannot monitor those devices. So you might see a little block that they've logged in somewhere but can't do anything with it. We're going to have some troubleshooting tips on the blog. Um, so if you've come across any of those scenarios, uh, we'll have some tips for you on how to solve them. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to a wonderful CTA, Schimmel Finnig, CTA Ashley Glasgow. You were just such a wonderful help. Yeah, your staff was was asking a lot of questions about GoGuardian and you reached out to us for clarification and we just kind of went back and forth and helped them out. So thank you, Ashley, for being such a proponent of GoGuardian on your campus. All right. And then um, remember, you can earn hours for uh, trade credit in PowerSchool Develop. Just search for Tech Bytes and it is all written out for you. Yeah, and don't worry if you didn't get all the notes. Um, we let the broadcast take notes for you, so it's all located right there. You can access it through our hotspot, and all the links are right there for you, so you don't have to write anything down. And since this was a mini-series, we're going to start a new series topic next week for the broadcast, and it will be all things Google. We're going to have six episodes uh, in that topic, each episode will feature a different Google tool. And we're also going to be sharing some information about the PISD Google cohort. Yay. Yeah. All right. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time. DLT Bye. out. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.